Okay, welcome to the latest edition of the Creation Theatre Podcast um, on the subject of our Christmas show, um, which is Pinocchio. So I've gathered John Hogarth from the North Hall, who will also be the show's director, uh, and Lucy um, from Creation, who will also be the show's producer, I suppose. <laughs> Everyone's hats are all covered. Um, so, uh, John, let's talk about Pinocchio. What, what is it about the story? What angle are you coming from? Kind of... Why Pinocchio and how did we get here? <laughs> okay, morning, Charlie. Good to, good to speak to you, and I'm really excited yeah. to talk about about the show, which is still um, in fairly early stages, I guess, of development. So we've been really lucky in that we've got a brand new translation by Lizzie Hopley, uh, and she's developed this uh, fantastic script, uh, and that's what we've we're starting to work on now, uh, and it, it really is brilliant. So I read it for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it's just filled with magic and adventure and lots and lots of challenges for me as a theatre director to make all of these things kind of happen in front of a, a live audience. So we've got, you know, kind of a massive ocean, people swimming beneath the ocean, people being swallowed by whales and sharks and all kinds of things. So it's uh, it's full of, uh, yeah, theatricality and adventure. And I think it's going to be a brilliant, brilliant Christmas show for creation this year. Yeah, that's interesting because I think I had probably thought when you think of Pinocchio, you think of Geppetto in his little shop making, mm-hmm. you know, and everything's made out of wood and it's all quite tiny. But actually, the story goes, has a huge scope and different settings and different yeah. worlds you're going to take us to. Yeah, I mean, it's literally a journey of discovery for Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he sets out, as you say, he's, you know, kind of crafted from a piece of wood. And that's very much our starting uh, point in the story is you see this little character emerge from from a block of wood. But then he has to learn um, traditionally to be a real boy, although we're talking about him becoming a real child. Uh, and all those lessons along the way is about that journey out into the big wide world. He meets all kinds of problems and challenges in, in, in that journey. And some people are there to help him. Some people are there to put those challenges in front of him. Um, and it really is, you know, it's a really uh, great, test of his character but by the end I think hopefully the audience will felt like they've been on you know a fantastical journey as well who's who's the best character what a silly question (laughs) they're all brilliant Um, Uh, well I mean it's interesting what we've got is in terms of the production we're going to use five actors and there'll Mm -hmm. be one actor who plays Pinocchio throughout but the other four actors are going to be playing a whole host of characters. So mm-hmm. what Lizzie's written is, you know, you meet probably, although I've not counted them exactly, but it's probably 30, 40 characters that appear throughout the course of the of the play. Um, so for the four actors who are multi-rolling, it is going to be a real job of jumping from one uh, character to another. And what we're imagining at the moment is that sometimes there'll be kind of real live characters that the actors fully physicalise. Sometimes there'll be puppets or variations of puppets that they meet. But again, I think it's going to be a really exciting um, way of telling story, actually, because the story is so huge and so vast that we've got to kind of um, be really imaginative with the solutions that we we put in front of an audience so that they can both follow the story but be constantly surprised and excited by what's what's happening in front of them it's so fun okay and you just gave me the little um nugget there of puppets so what what's happening with puppets what's 
Well, because it's, it's a story about, you know, mm-hmm. kind of puppets and, you know, I suppose, um, you know, that notion of, um, well, I think a lot a lot of people will have, like, the Disney film as a reference. We're not really referencing the Disney film. We're, we're much mm-hmm. more going back to the source material. But in the source material as well, there's this notion of who's controlling who in this world and, you know, who's kind of on the end of strings and who, who isn't. And we definitely will be playing with that. So one of our kind of thoughts at the moment is is the people that Pinocchio meet I don't know if you remember, but very early on in his journey out into the world, he he gets distracted by a puppet theatre that visits his local town. Mm. Instead of travelling to school, as he's made a promise to do, he ends up going to visit this puppet theatre and meets a load of puppets. And it's one of his great tests is that um, he saves the life of one of these puppets. And our kind of idea is that it's those puppets that originally tell the story of Pinocchio. So when you walk into the Northwall Theatre at Christmas, you'll be met by a lot of, the, of these kind of Harlequino and uh, Punchinello and Columbine puppets, and it's they that are telling the story of Pinocchio. So it kind of comes full circle. Nice. Really. Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to um, pass to Lucy so that she could talk about the North Wall, because I feel like it's a bit mean to make you big up how much we love the North Wall. <laughs> okay. But me and Lucy can do it. Um, yeah, what... Do you know what number Christmas show we're on at the North Hall, Lucy? Oh, man, why did I spring this on us? Oh, that's a test, isn't it? Well, the first one would have been Christmas Carol in 2010. So we must be on 11, 10 or 11. Yes. (gasps) Crazy. Um, Um, Around there. So, yeah, it it wouldn't be Christmas, would it, without walking into (laughs) there? No. No, and it's confusing if you go to a meeting at the time of year and you're like, oh, I feel like I should have a mild wine and it's March. Yeah, yeah, it was very Christmassy. Yeah, and obviously this is like you know of that sort of decade, probably the most significant one because last year we we weren't able to you know to do a Christmas show um, in in the North Wall. We we did a digital one. This year we'll probably have a digital show running as well as uh, uh, doing Pinocchio. But I think it's going to be really you know meaningful to be back to be back sort of you know in our Christmas home and and it is such a glorious theatre it has that kind of just has such kind of warmth and intimacy and you're never you know I'm a bit spoiled really from working in the North Wall that like nearly all theatres I go to I just sit there thinking I'm a very long way from the stage (laughs) whereas in the North Wall you're always near the stage you can always feel like you can really sort of see see the actors performing and see the craft in it and the theatricality of it and I think that I think that's more important than than ever you know after you know, the isolation and the distance and, you know, and a lot of us leading lives now where we do spend less time physically in the same space with other people that I think, you know, when we're, when we're coming out and we're, we're coming to see a piece of theatre, I think really being able to see the actors' expressions, you know, really clearly and feel really close to that experience and really kind of present in the moment is really exciting. And I, and I can't think of a better theatre for delivering that than the North Wall. Yeah, and like I know we spoke about this a lot, Lucy, didn't we? When we were thinking about what show and what story to tell, but you know, interestingly, Pinocchio is all about that return home, that notion of mm-hmm. of going out into the big wide world, but then eventually trying to get back to 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 home. And um, and I do think you know a lot of the conversations that we had before we knew which story we were going to tell, it was all about being able to celebrate that sense of. A Christmas show, yes, and uh, but a sense of community and, and coming to a space that is welcoming and intimate and all, all of that stuff. And certainly that's the attempt this year is to make it 
a really wonderful space to be in. So I know we're going things like going back to the cabaret seating, which people seem to really enjoy with creation shows and um, yeah, creating a an atmosphere that when you walk in, that it's somewhere you want to be with people and um, yeah, enjoy coming back into the theatre space. So yeah, we're really looking forward to that. I think it's yeah. Um, I think we always we always like <laughs> sorry we always strive for that that kind of moment when you walk into the theatre and it just you know the, you see the set for the first time and there's sort of twinkly Christmassy quirky music playing and you just sort of you really feel transported from the moment you set your foot through the door and. It's such a just just the most Christmassy thing that you could do, isn't it? Yeah. I was going to say it's a, I I love the North Wall Four. I think it's such a good fit for creation because it makes sense to, for our Christmas show to be kind of static. But obviously, we do lots of site specific stuff. But I can't really believe that we've done the North Wall that many times because it feels like a different venue every time we reimagine it because you have, because it's so flexible. You have your magic swimming pool floor that goes up and down, yeah, and you yeah. can be well, this way or that way, and you can have seats or you can have tables. So. Again, it's about sort of saying, well, it, it, it isn't, it's the same place that you're kind of, you know, you came to last year, but maybe it's completely different. Maybe it looks different. Maybe it sounds different. Maybe it smells different. You know, maybe yeah. we're kind of... Certainly that relationship that. with the actors, I think, is always, yeah. you know, it's kind of whatever production you put on there, because of that flexibility that you're talking about, Charlie, mm-hmm. is that you can make some pretty bold choices in terms of, you know, where actors are and where a story is being told. And certainly for this, although we've not finalised yet in terms of the staging of it, as Lucia said, that intimacy that you get where you are amongst the action will very much be part of what we're trying to achieve. So rather than being very distant, as sometimes can happen, I think, with with Christmas shows where, you know, you turn up, but you the, the kind of action is, is miles away on a, a small stage... Here, it, you're very much part of it. So it takes that ethos, maybe, of what creation do yeah. generally in the outdoors and, you know, kind of creates these really magical transform, transformative spaces, but but brings that into, into a theatre. And certainly that's one of the reasons I was so excited to be to be much more part of it in terms of directing and um, having those really early conversations about, well, how do we best use creation, North Wall, and bring all that together and make a really terrific celebration of theatre and you know as Lucy said particularly this year when things just feel like you know we really do want to be able to meet together and celebrate again and we're going to have some songs let's talk about the lovely songs yeah absolutely so we're working <laughs> with uh, Olivia Mace so I know it's done creation shows before but very much a part of what what Lizzie has written is that it's a story yes but with a lot of songs and the songs do quite a lot of the heavy lifting as I call mm-hmm. it in terms of uh, it's not just a song for the sake of it they're actually there to help tell the story and although we haven't cast it yet those five actors that we we do end up with will need to be an extraordinarily talented bunch of people who can move from character to character as I've just said but also feel comfortable with with singing and and you know being able to tell stories in that very inventive way so um Liv did the arrangement and the songs for Bleak House which was one of our last and the script of course yeah sorry I'm just singing all the beautiful songs in my head and all the clever words that she did too um but yeah so anyone who saw that the music was exquisite in that and and as you say really pushed 
the, the story on. So you had to kind of keep up with the songs because they were doing a really important job of, and very like lots of kind of rapid fun lyrics and yeah, really good. Really and for anyone who's sort of recognising these names as well, um, Lizzie, Lizzie Hopley and Olivia Mace were the duo behind the lockdown hit Merry Wives <laughs> of WhatsApp. So if you joined us for that, um, I think that just I just think that just says it all in terms of how talented and how hilarious they both are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's going to be really good fun. Yeah. And it's been pretty because I'd, I haven't worked with either um, people before. And yet what's become so apparent already is how how well they work together and how excited they are by by the project so it's um yeah i really do feel like we're we're on the verge of creating something very very special and you know i feel like i've got to kind of up my game to make sure i deliver on on their ambition and the potential of the show that's that's been written and created because um it really is wonderful it's a wonderful read at the moment and I say I'm just excited to try and make all that manifest on stage. What's the next thing on your list, John? What, what have you got to get to next? Well, we're, we're still working with the script, so it's a big story. Pinocchio mm-hmm. was a serial. I think you probably know better than me, Lucy. But I think when it was first written, it was kind of a, a serialization, a bit like a Dickens or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's quite expansive and quite there's quite a lot of story to it. What Liz has managed to do is to reduce that so that what we'll end up with is is two halves you know, less than an hour each half and and put it into very much a kind of play uh, format. And so we're still working on that script, making sure that it's as effective as it can be. And then the next job will be casting it. So, you know, and that's always a massive decision in any production mm-hmm. is who you get to play what. And, you know, again, from my experience of watching creation shows previously, uh, you know, there's a wonderful array of talent out there and, you um, yeah, I'd be really excited to find out who we're going to work with on, on this one, but it's going to be a challenge for any actor, I think. Yeah, that's always the kind of um, experience of the Christmas cast where they just don't get to sit down. <laughs> they don't even, <laughs> there isn't like a whole scene that you're not in because you're yeah, doing yeah. something on yeah. stage at all times. Which... It's like that, I don't know if you've ever seen that play Noises Off, but what goes yeah. on backstage is often more just interesting than what, <laughs> than what goes on, <laughs> on stage. And I know sometimes I've sat watching things like Peter Pan or mm-hmm. other shows that Creation have brought and you just see this kind of whiz of people leaving yeah. one door going back and entering through another door as a t- completely different character and the audience don't see any of that very often they just uh, kind of take it as part of the story but yeah certainly we'll you know we'll be needing that people with good navigation skills as much as anything else <laughs> yeah knowing which to where did I leave that prop that I now need in the next <laughs> yeah, scene yeah yeah yeah. And we we'll also, as well, which I know has, has previously been done, we'll have a, a community chorus as well, which, uh, again, I'm, I'm really excited to work with and that, you know, the, that's going to be an important part of, of the production, which will give it, I think, a real scale as well. Well, that sounds like enough to be getting on with. Um, so I'm probably, I'll probably leave you to it, <laughs> and hopefully, okay. I'll probably be stalking around the um, in the in the dark with the recorder in the rehearsal period, saying, "Can you talk to me now?" Ten minutes. <laughs> yes. No, you meant the recorder as in the instrument, then, Charlie. Oh, yes, yeah. I'd like to it's put myself that... forward. Yeah. You'd be very welcome, <laughs> uh, Charlie, with oh, your I recorder. Although. I... Yeah, my daughter, I've got a, a six-year-old daughter, and they're mm-hmm. starting to play the recorder. And to be honest, it's not my favourite instrument. 
no no i think we should full disclosure here nobody buy a ticket for pinocchio expecting full orchestration on recorders that probably um we're probably going to do something slightly better than that <laughs> record a choir like we get a chorus of just loads of recordings no i mean that i'm going to be sneaking around trying to grab everyone throughout this process because i think it's going to be a really interesting one it's super exciting probably here but all really excited about making this beautiful show but also because we have had such a kind of hiatus in, in the, of this type of large scale for us in-person stuff I think we'll all just be pinching ourselves that that we're allowed to do it again um, so yeah I think good uh, well number one in a series let's hope um, but thank you both for your time that was very interesting thank you for listening to the creation theatre podcast you can find more episodes and all the latest creation news at creationtheatre.co.uk mm-hmm.